0: You're listening to the Shared Value Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Shared Value Project and the Shared Value Initiative. It's a place where leaders from around the world talk about the business of solving social issues.
1: Hello, so this is Gail Loiseau, CEO of Shared Value Project Hong Kong. We are at the Creative Collision in Hong Kong with Garrick Lau, the co-founder and CEO of G4Good. Garrick, welcome.
0: Hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Thanks, Gail.
1: Uh, so, we'd like to ask you a few questions on how um, G4Good came to Shared Value. First, uh, congratulations again on winning uh, the Small Medium Organization Leading Through Shared Value Award in Melbourne this year. And uh, as an impact fund which incubates and invests in shared value business, can you speak to why you've taken that approach?
0: Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for the memorable night at Melbourne. We, we had a really great time and met a lot of great friends. And I, I hope this podcast can reach some of them and we reconnect we in different different areas. And maybe sometimes in Hong Kong, you guys would come. Uh, uh, for, for the shared value approach, actually, frankly, uh, It's not yet a very structured approach for us uh, at the moment. I have been exploring social innovation in the past few years. Uh, I used to work in in, in conglomerates uh, with different businesses, but social innovation is actually a journey that I've taken uh, to explore in the past few years. And then eventually I joined New World and G4Good. It's actually, uh, we we have different kinds of business also. We have real estate, we have hospitality, insurance, aircraft leasing, schools, hospitals, e-sports, different things. Bit by bit, actually, we, we have social innovation in our buildings. We have green loans. We have green uh, financed for our energy efficient buildings. We have uh, we have the K-11 brand. This is a retail concept uh, with uh, incubation of artists' cultures. And, and we actually have been trying different approaches to engage with the community and create social impact in our uh, current business. But then uh, when I joined, and there are actually... Uh, uh, small projects incubations that we we think there are more social angles that we can collaborate to, to Increase social value and also increase financial value for the company and then he comes uh, earlier this year uh, We uh, our Vice uh, Chairman Adrian has also announced a, land, a big chunk of land donation. That is quite a unique uh, Proposition for in, in Hong Kong business world and then, step by step, we think, okay, we we should set up a formal share value department, and then we should put share value as our core strategies, alongside with the business roundtable, uh, the, the 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 strategy of taken by a lot of uh, CEOs around the globe, and so it's like internal and externally, they are they forces to pull us together, uh, not not a really long, well-planned approach, mm-hmm. but we, we are here today, mm-hmm. and then I, I think we we signed to to look into it in all of our business lines, we will do CSV, and uh, we hope this strategy will be adopted by companies in Hong Kong, and not just real estate developers, but also also banks, but also other local companies. Yeah,
1: yeah so you're to, trying to create a movement.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely.
1: So um, in accepting g 4 Good recent award, uh, you gave a moving speech about your perceptions of Hong Kong, socially and economically, yeah. as a child uh, and also in your adult years. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about the role this played in uh, seeing you join the impact investing space?
0: Mm, actually, actually, I wrote that speech when I was on the 9-hour flight from <laughs> Hong Kong to Melbourne because I, I got a day trip to Melbourne actually. so it's, uh, but it's, it's, by, and I sit on sit on the plane alone, and then I, I, I try to review how myself got into the share value uh, spectrum. And then I, I, I recall that because in Hong Kong, you know, uh, we kids, we, we, tr- we train to, to understand that we, we, we want to find a good job. We want to buy a flat. Uh, we want to drive GDP with the business segment. That's the, that's the training and the mindset that all Hong Kong students mm. have been have been following. And, and and then when I when I grow up when I start working there actually in, in, in the business world the KPIs are on the GDP on the profit and things like that. At the same time, when I understand more about the social aspect, we have the highest Gini coefficient among the developed countries. And actually, like uh, in two hundred and eight, there 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 is a study on on the most unhappy places in the world, and Hong Kong is ranked seventh. Mm. Uh, first three are the uh, uh, Iraq, Iraqi and Ukraine. So 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 there are a lot of a lot of things uh, uh, a lot of aha moments for me during the, the process of we're trying to do good in business but uh we also achieving well being sustainability happiness for the society seems the answer to me is, is not really so 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 that's that's the these aha moment uh, brings me to think that business in Hong Kong as a very powerful institution, yeah. there must be something which can be the driver and be a part of enhancing the society. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, staying in Hong Kong, what do you think are the most pres- pressing issues um, faced by Hong Kong today which you believe that business uh, is best place to yeah. solve?
0: Yeah, and, and maybe let me build on the, the point about the the unhappiness ranking, sadly, is is that that study was done in 2018. So this year, Hong Kong, there are a lot more challenges in in the city. And as a business to me, I would think that uh, because Hong Kong people are very, very uh, uh, connected to the workplace, Uh, we have the longest hour in the world, longer than Japan. At the same time, we have the longest life expectancy, <laughs> longer than Japan also. So, so we have like more than 3 million population, working population, and they spend a lot, a lot hours in the office of working with colleagues. And, and there are a lot of touch points from corporation as the employer that can create well being, that can create job satisfaction, life satisfaction, and, and relations happiness for these 3 million plus working population. Whether there there are support for family family friendly policy, uh, there are autonomy in in, 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 in uh, job nature, tasks, uh, innovation, uh, uh different uh, different uh, uh, different development paths for the youth. Uh, these are all within the reach of the employers, I must say. So, if we can be good managers, if we can be more empowering, uh, uh. uh and work environment architects, I would say, then uh, on the happiness side, on the life satisfaction side, they, they would help. Mm-hmm. It would, it would be, this is one of the pressing issues, I, I think, for for yeah. company to solve. Yeah.
1: Shed Value Project Hong Kong uh, has worked on mental well-being in the workplace. Yes, and there's a very interesting article that came out, uh, the supplement of the financial time, I don't know oh. if you've seen, uh, on well, in, specifically for Hong Kong businesses on um, how they are addressing that. Because as you say, you spend so much time at work that in the workplace, if you can yes. address the mental well-being, then you're already uh, having a significant impact. Yes. yes. Um, if you could change one thing to facilitate shared value and purpose-led business in 2020,
0: mm-hmm. uh, what would it be? This is really a really... <laughs> Difficult question, but I would say most of the citizens are thinking day to day now in Hong Kong because it's this really difficult, uniquely challenging time at Hong Kong. Uh, For me, if I would pick one thing, I would pick uh, in in reversing the mistrust within the city. I would say there are mistrust among different sectors people with different roles and responsibilities people from different backgrounds but that would that is actually the opposite of how share value can work Mm. if share value is to going to work uh, we need to have the empathy we need to have to have the trust in the first place not not until we have 10 experiments 10 projects that we trust someone so so these uh mindset I would, if I can I would I would hold the the trust level among uh, different parties, different stakeholders. So different would be sectors? There. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: okay. Great. Um how did uh, you first come to across Shared Value? What was your first encounter with Shared Value? Uh
0: it was a it was a very boring uh, thing, uh, I, I was a subscriber of the HPR, Harvard Business Review, and the article, the article was there, and when I, uh, as I mentioned, I started researching and learning about social innovation, how, how we can do more uh, beyond the profit thing, and so I tried to read, and then that article come across. And that until then, I bought the article and keep it in my iPhone and keep it everywhere I I, I stand to people when I, I say about it. So that, that that's how I come across CSB. So Michael Porter yes. enlisted you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. Um, thank you very much thank for you. your thank time, you. and I hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Thank,
0: thank you, everyone. Hope to you, see you all.
1: Thank you for your contribution.
0: Thank you.